You're listening to the news and why it matters on demand. This is the news. And why, 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 why it matters. Hey, I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Welcome to the news and why it matters. Glenn, what was the top story for you? Executive order, Donald Trump, birthright citizenship. Okay, still. There is apparently an election in about a week. Oh, is yeah, there? Yeah, huh. yeah. You should get registered. Get registered now. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think we you have to. Get registered we have to anymore. vote before we leave. We're going on tour this week. I know this week. Glenbeck.com/tour. Yeah. Although we will be back for Tuesday, but I really I'm don't not go voting on Monday or Tuesday. No. No. I only only early voting or absentee for me these days. Yeah. Yeah, Jason. Uh, it was the migrant caravan, but I think I'm going to agree with the boss here, the birthright citizenship. I wish this show was three hours long today because we could talk about that, I think. But I am going to give an if update. If it was, I would be caravan. leaving to not hear you talk for three hours about birthright citizenship. And we totally believe you that you would talk for three hours on that. I've been reading English common law from 1776 all day. I went way down the rabbit hole. So this oh, is going to be, yeah, get ready. Yeah. Wait for this. <laughs> and Blackstone said. Exactly. Oh, boy. Uh, before we get into that, I want to thank our sponsor, Brick house do you guys have that song in your head every Brick time house yeah. <laughs> it all hang out yep are you are you done or you i'm done <laughs> that's all i got i can hear that for three hours yeah, yeah. Uh, i could sing it for three hours <laughs> over english common law come on yes actually <laughs> no but uh field of greens so glenn is really excited about field of greens because he doesn't have to actually eat his vegetables now he can drink them. I, I hate it i hate it you i hate had, eating the vegetables I you had, don't hate field I, of greens for for uh, lunch today had chicken and my wife dictates I had Brussels sprouts on my plate. Oh, Brussels sprouts are amazing. Oh, gosh. I'm a fan, actually, of those what? two myself. Oh, so. <laughs> makes them. You know what Brussels sprouts, you know how Brussels sprouts are good? No. Oh. With bacon. <laughs> Wrapped I mean, bacon. Wrapped <laughs> in You're not wrong. Bacon, yes. <laughs> bacon, then they're good. Anyway, I, I'm like, I'm drinking my greens. Get the sprouts mm. out of here. Yes. So it is one full serving of fruits and vegetables. Each scoop is. You can mix it in water, milk, smoothie whatever you'd like, and you can get your full serving of fruits and vegetables. Go to BrickHouseBlaze.com right now and use promo code GREENS for 15% off your first order, or you can text GREENS to 41411. I hear one more person say, kale is good for you. Shut up. Shut kale up. sucks. Shut up. Sucks. I drink it in the morning. I'm done. Don't talk to me about kale. Um, okay, I'm Communists. just going to sit here and... <laughs> Not say. <laughs> All right, okay. Kale, and I definitely oh. don't have kale chips in my room. <laughs> oh my gosh, those are horrible. Please let's move on before I lose all respect. <laughs> okay. All right, Glenn, uh, the executive order. Uh, executive order. I mean, uh, it is, it is, and I know this is something that should be decided by the Supreme Court once and for all, because some people say it is constitutionally. Um, uh, the 14th Amendment is all about birthright citizenship uh and you could come in and drop a baby and and all of a sudden you can bring the whole family in i don't believe that i know the the reason why the 14th amendment was put there was to make sure that the democrats in the south were not um somehow or another uh disenfranchising people's children slaves children because they had children well you're the slave might be but if they have children they're not citizens. It was all voting nonsense. It was all hatred. And they had to put it in the Constitution to stop, again, the Democrats in the South from doing that to African Americans. That's what it's about. 
Um, I'd like this settled once and for all and maybe an executive order because I don't think constitutionally you can do that with an executive order and I don't like it. They have, who was it? Was it Lindsey Graham that has proposed a bill actually to go through the House to do this instead of an executive order? I mean, I don't even see how that you gets passed. You can't do that. You this, can't do that. It's come constitutionally. T- right. And come Tuesday, you're not going to get anything done anyway on right. this. Well, yeah. So. And the argument with, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Mr. Three Hours over here, but uh, if uh, the, the initial... Which is mighty, mighty. <laughs> the initial uh, rulings in the, you know, before the 14th Amendment were against this, right? Um, the country did not think if you just dropped over the border and, and had a baby, that was necessarily citizenship. Um, and the people who argue against it uh, and say that it's not constitutional today say that you could pass a law, that the, they, you could legislate this out. I don't know that anyone is arguing you can executive order it out. Like, this just seems blatantly like he's trying to rile up the base before Although, election I and change the narrative a little bit. I, I wouldn't mind uh, him doing it just because I do think it's unconstitutional, and I would love to see it challenged in the Supreme Court. I, 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 I personally I think... wait for a president to act, though, just to pass things that are probably unconstitutional right, because we, and test the Because, because we criticized uh, if, Obama when he would... Yeah, yeah, and I don't like that, but I mean, if we could get, I don't want a narrow rule, like, I wouldn't want one from the Supreme Court that said, uh, yeah, the president can't do that. (sighs) Okay, we know that. I I, I wish there was a way to trigger this in the Supreme Court so we could get a definition from them. And and this might be the only way, because an executive order is just going to get shot down probably in the Ninth Circuit. Right. Within a week or within days or hours, it's going to get shot down the Ninth Circuit, which puts it up to the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. So in my opinion, the thing that really needs to get clarified is that. So that clause in the 14th Amendment is an absolute dumpster fire. So basically, I don't remember word for word, but they always cherry pick the first of it, which, you know, talks about anyone that's born in the United States Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. granted birthright citizenship. But then it also says subject to the jurisdiction, therefore, which no one has any freaking clue what that even means. Like, no one's been able to define that. What the heck does that mean? Does that apply to an illegal alien? Are they subject to the jurisdiction of the United States if they're here illegally? I I would argue no. But no one's really argued that. And the Supreme Court needs to argue that. If they argue that one line, then they can probably go forward and get rid of this stupid thing. This is such a dumpster fire. There's actually agencies in Russia that send over pregnant women right before they're about to get, uh, give birth to a place in Miami, to a swanky hotel and apartment complex in Miami. They give birth. They get American citizenship. They go back to Russia. And then when they turn 21, the entire family gets a, a, a green card. Yeah. This is insane. Wow. Did the framers intend for this? No. no. This is insane. Yeah. Yeah. Mitt Romney talked about this with China and Japan, I believe it was, going to Hawaii and, and doing the same thing. You know, People who would come in nine months pregnant, hang out for a few weeks, have the baby there, and then the baby has U.S. citizenship. I mean, it is an issue. I mean, it is a, a relatively big issue. I don't, I don't know why... Right this second, it's an issue, right? Like, I mean, I, I, it is a problem, it, it and like out, out of nowhere, we're all. I mean, it is it's just it's it, something the conservatives have talked about for a very long time. It needs it's, to get done. Yeah, Absolutely. it's it's only happening because of what's happening on the border, and and what's happening on the border right now, the way the press is handling it is shameful, just shameful. Um, you know, the, to to say that Shep Smith is right that there is no problem on the border, and this caravan's not coming. That's their stated intent. There's no invasion. Right. That's their stated intent. And they are coming, marching behind a Honduran flag. What else is that? Now, you can deny your eyes and you can deny your ears. But the last time they did that was with ISIS and the caliphate. Didn't work out well, did it? You can't deny the reality. That's the craziest thing about what we're living in right now. And I feel there has been 
an even greater change. Every week, it's something. And in the last six months, it feels like every week it gets crazier and crazier and crazier. This week, the way the press has disconnected from reality is astonishing to me. Yeah. What's, Go ahead. What's, what's amazing to me is really how Democrats are using this now. Uh, with the birthright citizenship is this is really kind of a moder mo uh, like a, a modified form of Tammany Hall, you know, back in the day yes. in New York. It's exactly the same yes. thing. But instead of coercing them directly and saying, you must vote for me if I grant you citizenship to give you a job, it's basically, you know, a kind of a wink, wink. We're granting you the citizenship. We kind of expect loyalty or they know they, they lo they're going to get it anyway. So it's really Tammany Hall all over again. Again, perpetrated by Democrats. Tammany Hall was back in the day. And these guys are recognizable in their programs. The Democrats have become democratic socialists, which is recognizable to people from South America. They have actual communists and, and they have experience with that. So they recognize this. They're not learning English. They're being isolated, so they can't adapt to the culture because they no longer have to. It is an unbelievable disservice to the country, to the Constitution, to the people that are coming here. A disservice. Something, an interesting perspective on this is that when the framers uh, kicked out the king, we never kicked out the king's laws. And there's so much of the king's laws written into our laws. Right. And a lot of it was misinterpreted. Again, I've, I've spent hours today going down the rabbit hole looking through some of this stuff. But you'll notice when people are, are, are talking about this today, and you're going to hear this a lot going forward as they start debating this executive order if it happens. But they always reference the late 1800s case against United States versus Wong, where they basically, the Supreme Court ruled, I don't remember the justice's name, but the Supreme Court ruled that he was a citizen because he was born in the United States. Uh, his parents were Chinese. They eventually moved back to China afterwards. But they were legally here. They were residents here. They had a, they had a home here and they were living here. So they said, yeah, he is a resident. But they, basically, but they said these words. They said, based on common law, which the founders wrote this mm -hmm. on, this is how it should be. It's Blackstone's law. Blackstone's law, exactly. Now, the problem is, I just looked through Blackstone's, uh, uh, what is it, the Conversations in English Law, and he never once says birthright citizenship. He never once says birthright citizenship, and this is a very, very important uh, distinction here. He does say birthright uh, subjectification or birthright subjectship, birthright allegiance. So basically, it's, it's a feudal system. It's if you were born on my land, then I can tell you what to do. You owe me allegiance. You, you are a subject of me and, and, you know, in payment for my protection of you. That's what's based on. It's a, it's a feudal system. Now, we just kind of adopted that and changed it to citizenship. It's completely different. Completely different. Hang on just a second. This is such an, a misinterpretation of the law in the first place. The 14th Amendment was just trying to clarify the 13th Amendment, which was just trying to clarify the Declaration of Independence, that all men included black people. Then they did the 13th Amendment. Okay, free people, no slavery. Then the Democrats started to, to say, we can, we can hurt them this way, we can hurt them that way, we can do poll taxes, we can do all kinds of stuff. And uh, by the way, your children aren't citizens. So the 14th Amendment was just to clarify the 13th, which was just there to clarify the Declaration of Independence. It had nothing to do with people coming across the border in our hospitals and, and having a baby and all of a sudden you're an American. That, it had nothing to do with that. Nothing to do with it. Agreed. Uh, all right, Stu, give us an election update. 
Sure, we're a week away, uh, actually, and we're really in the middle of it. About 20 million people have already voted. So if you think about that, I mean, I think it was 75 million voted in 2014. So we're at, you know, over a quarter of people, um, at least of the 2014 midterms, have elected. We do expect this total to be higher this year, so it's probably a little bit lower percentage-wise. Um, but you know, this is already going on. Early voting is, is the thing now. Um, and we kind of have a new update on this board. We've been using this. Uh, if you haven't got caught the election updates on radio, this is where we stand right now. You see 46 uh, coming into this chart at the bottom. These are the closer races, 46 for the Republicans. They have two pretty solid ones, Mississippi and, and North Dakota, that I think are you know, relatively you know, sure. That gets up to 48. Texas is is pretty uh, in pretty good shape with Cruz. It gets you to 49. Beto's been saying they're in a virtual tie. And, Excuse and me, Fox on this News. show, he's called O'Rourke. Thank you. Bob Frank. Bob yes, Frank Bob O'Rourke. Frank. Um, yes, he, is, he says that. Uh, I mean, there's no, there's no evidence of that. I mean, Voting Rasmussen? He, well, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, he, uh, another poll came out today. He was down 10 uh, today, which is one of his worst polls. Uh, I think, you know, Cruz has a very solid lead. You know, there's been some four or five point leads for Cruz that make you think, okay, it needs to stay in the leaning category. But, I mean, I put Texas in the same category that I would put uh, Minnesota, for example, there's been some polls that have showed that around six points uh, for the Democrats uh, ahead. I think that's going to stay there. Um, it's you know, but it is in the leaning category because it's close enough. You have an argument to be made that it's competitive. I've seen some polls putting Tennessee in the lean R. Is uh, that, are you seeing that as well? Yeah, that is where I had it until today. Um, uh, the reason polling in Tennessee because because uh, Blackburn had a couple of polls that came out and had her up double digits um, yeah. a, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, post Kavanaugh, um, but that has seemingly have faded away. There's one poll that has uh, the Democrat in the lead, another one has her up three or four. So we have that uh, kind of in the toss up right now. Any idea why? I mean, Marsha Blackburn has always been just rock solid. Did Taylor he, Swift make another Instagram post? No, it's, I don't think it's Taylor related. It could be, though. <laughs> um, he is, uh, he came out as sort of pro Kavanaugh, the Democrat. Um, he's a well-known figure in the state. He's running as a as a moderate Democrat, trying to say like, look, I'm the sensible Ken. She's there far is more right. No such thing. I don't think there is anymore. I mean, there, I mean, the only one you know, the closest you can get to it in in national as a national figure is probably Joe Manchin, who again votes more with the Democrats uh, than any other any Republican. So he's certainly a definite Democrat. But I mean, he, he's with that that. Uh, profile of a candidate uh, has now a big, a nice big lead in um, in West Virginia, a state that Trump won by thirty points. Anybody, anybody listen to the Daily podcast? I have sometimes. Yes. Okay, um, it's from New York Times. New York Times. Times. I listen to it, and it's just I listen, so you don't have to. <laughs> um, but uh, I heard was it last week or two weeks ago how they were talking about these moderate Democrats. They were so hard to find, and yet we found them. <laughs> and they, I can't remember where it was, uh, someplace in the South where, you know, they were, they were pro-life, and they fought really hard. And, and here they are, the New York Times, building up this pro-life candidate and talking about how wonderful this candidate is and how diverse the party is. Well, you had to go scour, mm-hmm. and this person had left the de- not left the Democrat, but wasn't really active in the Democratic Party. Didn't really know what to do until finally somebody said, "You know what? You were so great. You know what happened? Well, they went crazy on abortion. Well, you should stand up for it." Okay, New York Times celebrates this. Mm-hmm. They're not going what, what to. How do you think they're going to treat that person if she votes for the next Supreme Court justice? 
if they're pro-life. Yeah, they wanted them all out. I mean, it was... Uh, they wanted them all out. They wanted them all, all the pro-life Democrats out of the party as of, you know, six months ago. I guess they found someone who they think can win. And that profile seems to be working well. I mean, Manchin's doing it. They're doing it in Tennessee. Uh, it's the K- winning place. In, in Pennsylvania is, is relatively... So have they given up on the Democratic Socialist nonsense? Oh, no. I think it's just... I think they're doing it district by district. They realize West Virginia, you're not going to win with that. So they, they run a mansion. Um, same thing in Tennessee. They're not going to... You're not going to win with that. But, I mean, Ocasio-Cortez, they're I mean, I mean, Texas is the interesting one. I think they just see him as such a Beto, as such an Robert Francis O'Rourke, as such a uh, interesting candidate and a solid candidate that they're going to be competitive here Um, because he's just uh, he is not admitting it all the time, but he's essentially running as a democratic socialist. I mean, his policies line up pretty closely with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I cannot believe it's even this close with a democratic socialist in California, in in Texas. 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 I, I went and voted yesterday. And I had to wade through all of his staffers, all of his campaign people. Yeah. They had a big. This is this is in Colleyville, for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. But they had a big old tent set up. They had like four or five people catching people as they're walking in. If he oh wins, gosh. it will be because of his ground game. His ground game is unbelievable. And his money. I mean, he's yeah. plenty. Well, of money. yeah. Um, but if we could finish up that kind of thing, do we have a second? Yeah. It, let's go ahead and take a break because okay. I don't want to rush you. Sure. So we'll take a break and come back to that. Mm-hmm. Glenn Beck is coming live to talk about the right path forward and to make fun of the people standing in the way. He might not be able to save the country, but at least we can all go down laughing. Glenn Beck Live, the Addicted to Outrage Tour, on tour this fall. We've got more coming up on the elections, but first we want to thank our sponsor, Skin Kick. Uh, I have, sadly reached the age where I was starting to see some fine lines. Uh, you I'm know, glad you're bringing it up because we've been talking about it. And, <laughs> yeah. Wanting to mention it. <laughs> and, uh, fine lines. Look at the lines <laughs> on my face. I know. We're just all wrecks over yeah, here and you're complaining. Yeah, I well, I have a product for you then. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and just kind of the bags under my eyes. And um, I was introduced to Skin Kick. And it has been life-changing for me. It's um, a cleanser and then a blemish relief lotion and also an anti-aging glow renewal serum. Um, But the great thing for me is that it's really quick. So it's five minutes twice a day. You don't have to worry about, you know, going to get facials and all that kind of thing. It takes care of everything. Uh, If any blemishes pop up, you can use that blemish relief lotion. And then the anti-aging glow renewal serum has been Amazing for me. I've already seen the results. My mom is using it. Um, she's, of course, obviously older than me, so she has uh, more no. mature skin. Mm-hmm. Yes. Math, I know. More mature uh, skin. That was a very nice way of saying that. <laughs> yes, you're welcome, Mom. Mom, I think she just called you old. <laughs> <laughs> older than me, and um, she has just been saying that it has really firmed up her skin. She sees her fine lines decreasing. Uh, so you can try it now, and um, here's the, the results here, as you can see, um, I can wear no makeup and still feel confident, uh, you know, taking selfies on my couch for whatever, <laughs> whatever that's worth. Um, you can go to tryskinkick.com and use uh, the, the promo code theblaze30 for 30% off. And they also have a 100% money back guarantee. So you really have, are you ready? You remember this tagline? Mm-hmm. You really have nothing to lose but years off your face. There you go. They didn't pay a lot for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back to the election. So uh, quickly, let's finish this up there. You know, you have, uh, it was about f- 46 seats coming in. They've got uh, f- uh, five, uh, you know, I think it's five uh, that they're, I can't quite see the graphics gone, but uh, there were five seats that were in the leaning categories. 
uh, which gets you to 51 uh, if they can hold it. I mean, again, those leaners, I mean, Missouri and Indiana are slight leaners. So they could lose this. I mean, I think 49 is pretty sure they could lose if they lost all of them. My, likely you think those things probably wind up getting split unless there's some big wave election and they're able to hold it. Hugh Garrity just said uh, one more kick of something really bad and it could hurt. And it could. I mean, look, you know, it's it's possible they, they go to get to 49. I mean, at that oh point, though, if they lose the House, it's not going to be that much of a difference if you lose the House and the Senate because, you know, Trump can still theoretically veto everything that they pass. Whether he will or not, we, we don't know. But I thought this was interesting. This is a, a attitudes of independence, and this is kind of a breakout mm-hmm. in one of the polls as well. Uh, these couple interesting pairings here. Sporting, do you support the rights of kneeling NFL players? Well, 57% say, yeah, you support it. They have the right to, to protest in that way. Uh, however, when you look at uh, whether they actually support their arguments, it's another story. Only 39% say they actually support the actions of the kneeling NFL players. That's and, interesting. Yeah, and I think that's America, right? I mean, like, yeah, sure, you have the right to do it. I don't agree that cops are bad and you should wear socks with pigs on them and all the stuff that they've done. Uh, but, you know, of course, you have the right to be a moron if you want to be a moron. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this one I thought was interesting, too. Abolishing ICE is a very fringy position, right? I mean, this is a position that even Cory Booker uh, you know, dodges questions on. Um, but to show you how unpopular Trump's tariffs are, look at the polling on Trump's tariffs. I mean, only 33% support that, 30% with ICE. This policy is as bizarre to the middle of the country uh, as abolishing ICE. This is not a good policy. And there's a new report out today saying that um, it now looks like the tariffs are wiping out all of the gains of the tax plan. All of the gains of the tax plan. That You know, the ultimate... You know, uh, you know, kick yourself in the face. I mean, he's, I, you know, Trump did so much good. I think with the pol- with the policy of the tax plan, it was really helped the economy. We had a nice little jump there, and now we're getting beaten up by the tax increase, which is a tariff, a tax increase that he passed. He's done on his own, um, and it's really hurting the country right now. And going, we're going in the wrong direction because of it. He really needs the economic advisors around him to tell him. And, and, and somehow or another find a way to impress on him, this doesn't work. It doesn't work. And you're going to really hurt yourself. If he would take the, you know, it's like he's pressing the gas and the brake at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he's got to take his foot off of the brake and get rid of this, this, uh, these tariffs. Hopefully Larry Kudlow can be influential at the right time. You know, I mean, I'm sure he, he still believes these things. And but if- as everybody knows... And everybody has told us Trump believes this. This one he really believes. He believes I think this. the only way he'd change on it is if the economy really starts to fall apart. And then I think he would. And then maybe too late. Yeah, too late. that's it really maybe too late. Yeah, maybe too late. Um, I just want to say before we go, I just I really appreciate you creating the hashtag Terrafageddon. Thank so, you. Thank you. I appreciate uh, that. Just to Legacy. cover all of this. Legacy. Yeah. You'll be remembered for that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's called leadership. What do you think, Jason? I think that's I'm so it. pissed. <laughs> 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 all right. Back in a minute. Look how we argue about this thing that's been like, retweeted like three times. <laughs> hey, Sarah Gonzalez here. And if you like what you're hearing on this program, you should check out Pat Gray Unleashed. The program is available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Uh, Obama was just out campaigning for his buddies, and he had something very interesting to say. Watch. I'd like to think there are compassionate conservatives out there who think there's nothing compassionate about ripping immigrant children from the arms of their mothers at the border and putting them in pens. I'd like to think that there are people who might not agree with me on everything, but agree that just giving a trillion dollars 
trillion and a half dollars in tax cuts to people who don't need it and making the next generation pay for it or trying to cut Medicare, that that's wrong. Glenn. Uh, oh, my gosh. Uh, oh, my gosh. Uh, Deep breath. Back into our the, lives. The, the, the balls that it takes for him to stand there and say that about ripping children. Those pictures that all upset everybody that started this were from the time he was in office. It, the, the, the unmitigated gall to do that. And, if I may... On a week that the press is saying, you got to turn down your rhetoric. You've got to stop demonizing people. You've got to start uniting. What is this president doing? He is doing exactly what they say Donald Trump is doing. He is demonizing the other side. He is lying about someone. He is saying that someone's going to come and rip the children out of your arms. Yeah, cutting He's, Medicare. They're gonna I mean, that's cut, the last thing in the world Trump is right. proposing. They're going to the opposite. They're going to cut Medicare. And again, with Democrats, nobody ever needs tax tax breaks. Only the fifty percent that don't pay taxes need stuff. The fifty percent of the nation that does pay taxes, they don't need that extra money. Yeah. And well, and by the way, it, I noticed it, it wasn't very polished. You know, for the yeah. the great orator that everyone said that he was, it was not a very polished speech. But yes, uh, he doesn't care that much anymore. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, and remember to go to glennbeck.com slash tour. Glenn and Stu are going to yes. be gone starting Thursday. Thursday. Mm-hmm. Thursday. Thursday in Richmond, Virginia. Don't miss it. All right, we'll see you in overtime. Rich. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze Premium subscribers. Become a premium subscriber at theblaze.com slash subscribe. Jason, I know we talked earlier, we touched on the migrant caravan, but the U.S. military has been deployed to the border. Yeah, before that, I just got to touch on what you said before uh, at the beginning of the show. I like, I, I think it was last night, yeah, yesterday evening, some or afternoon, I don't remember. But there was a CNN article where they were just like raging against people from the right wing. They were calling this an invasion. Insane. And they actually quoted us, I think, in, in one of those. Literally, look at that picture. What the heck is that then? I think at this point there was 7,000 people coming down. 7,000 holding another flag. There is no other way to describe this. And now that we know, well, now that we think we know who's behind this, who it's alleged, the vice president has said that this is Honduras. Is with Venezuelan backing. Correct. So it's, it's a Honduras radicalized party. I love the way the press is saying that, uh, that the right is saying that there's Jewish money behind this. Well, some are speculating that George Soros's open society is behind this only because there was proof that he was with open society behind the last one. Mm-hmm. So I love the fact that it's now not Soros, it's Jewish money. You're such an anti-Semite. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Now there's like reports that they're getting, they're getting buses to get them through Mexico City or at least to Mexico City. Uh, in a considerable amount of time. I don't know if they're doing a one last push to try and get there before Tuesday. It does seem like they're losing Maybe. a little momentum with this mm-hmm. thing, right? They I mean, definitely yeah. did. Supposedly sure. it went from 7,000 to 4,000. Um, and it's, you know, there could be two months away from making it to the border. I mean, who knows? But I will say, though, that that last group, for, you know, the last caravan in April, that uh, Pueblos Fronteros or whatever group. How do you say that, Sarah? 
Uh, I will just let you culturally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Pueblos and Fronteros, I believe. Um, they were the ones that were involved with the last one. We know for a fact that Soros-backed groups were assisting them. On-the-ground coordinators from Soros-backed groups were assisting that group. So now, Pueblos and Fronteros, I'm, I know I'm butchering that, um, has stated that if, if they will be assisting them if they get to Mexico. So if that's true, Mexico just start City. looking for it to Mexico City. Mm-hmm. Start looking for some of those groups because then Soros money will be behind it. But anyway, to be continued. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, that's and that's I, honestly, I'd rather have it be Soros money than Venezuela. I mean, right. <laughs> actually, it would that actually be like uh, that would be good for me. Um, you know, I, I don't. It's it's it is a weird uh, story because you know it's turned into this big election issue. It's not going to happen until after the election. There's really there's no sign that they're going to be here in the next week. Um, we should be prepared for it, though. I mean, I can understand. Like, the, and they get all worked up about the word invasion, which, I mean, like, I, look, I mean, obviously, you know, when, you, you know, Nazis invaded France, they looked a lot different than that, right? I mean, like, but when you have 7,000 people coming to a border, whether they have weapons or not, it, it, and when they're not welcome... Uh, and they're also saying that we will cross whether they want us right. or not, and they're carrying another flag. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's certainly not like it's... It, you know, invasion might be a little scary for some people, but I mean, in reality, what it is, it's a lot more than than a bunch of nice people who, Look, you know, just want the I, best for their children. I mean, it's not that's certainly not the appropriate way of doing. Here's that. the thing. The press immediately thinks that when we say invasion, oh, it's because they're afraid of brown people and people from, you know, that has nothing to do with it. If there were a bunch of Swedes and they were carrying the Swedish flag and there were all these blonde Aryan people, only about maybe half a percent of America, which would be the the Hitler people, would be like, oh, welcome these Aryans in. The rest of us would say, this is an invasion. And certainly a a guy who's a self-proclaimed nationalist is not going to want this to happen. Right, like I mean, the Trump is—they like to throw the word "white" in front of nationalist um, because it's very convenient because it makes you know Trump and his friends look like racists. Uh, we've seen national socialism, how bad that thing has come out in the past. But I mean, as a nationalist, if you're going to take the best possible view of a nationalist, it means protect your borders. It means sovereignty, and you know, you won't want anyone coming in if you don't know who they are. When you're a nationalist, that's kind of one of your goals. It's he was very open about that. Uh, at the beginning, uh, when he was running, and he's continuing that now. This should and not these be. These guys are nationalists. The yes, Hondurans right. yeah. are nationalists. Yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned Stu being prepared. I, I don't think that we're prepared at all for this right now, and I think that justifies the military buildup as well. Like you're looking at a possible. I mean, this, it's this these type of tactics. I don't think have ever been tried on us before. Uh, there's a there's a I think it said four thousand uh, um, people in the caravan right now. That's the one headed towards Mexico City. There's another three thousand. The Department of Homeland Security uh, director and uh, uh, the tar- Department of Defense confirmed there's a three thousand strong caravan also building up in Guatemala. So it's almost looking like they're doing waves. I don't care how even if you have a wall there, if you have what uh, seven thousand people rushing a border at once, you're going to have some issues. So to deal with that. They've, uh, there's already 2,000 National Guardsmen down there. They just announced yesterday that they're sending um, 5,000 uh, additional troops down to the border. There's also going to be an additional 7,000 on a 24-hour emergency uh, you know, backup, call-up, like, yeah, call if they need them. So we're potentially looking at 14,000 people, if they needed, that could be on the border. That's very significant. Not only that, but Mattis has, has greenlit them to carry live ammunition, which I don't think has ever happened before. I don't think it happened during the Obama and Bush years, I don't believe. No, but it probably happened in the 50s. Probably. You know. Um, it, it, what's, what's incredible is I saw a picture, and I want to say it's Spain, uh, 
Spain and Portugal border, right? Mm-hmm. There's no water between them. So mm-hmm. I think it's Portugal, the, the Spanish border, and the Portuguese, I could be wrong, were rushing their border. And there was a whole big group of them, and they were trying to get over the border. Well, they have a giant border wall. And it's a very tall wall. It's probably 20 feet tall at least, and had razor wire on top. And you saw the pictures of it. I saw people that were trying to push people up. They couldn't get to the top of the wall. You don't want to have military on the border. That's fine. I don't want to. But you got to have something. And personally, I think having a border wall is better because you don't have the image of an American soldier you know, having to shoot somebody. Which is what they want. Which is what, I'm sorry, but that's exactly what they want. If you see some of the videos, like you don't see the press, they didn't, I I didn't see any cameras from mainstream media pointing at what they were doing at the Guatemalan Mexican border. You only saw this over Periscope and Twitter, but they're starting to filter out now. They were ripping gates down where there are actual gates to the border. Have you seen these? They were ripping the gates down and throwing rocks. I've been to one of these protests in in Israel, in Gaza, and that's exactly what it looked like. So I saw- That's what you want to let into your country. Right, and I I saw this morning, and I said to Stu, we were off the air, and I said, Stu, look at that. That is exactly how it's going to be covered in on our border, mm-hmm. and it was the headline on CNN was uh, is um, um, uh, Palestinian refugees fired on by Israelis, mm-hmm. and it was the picture of the border with the Israelis coming at the. I mean, that's exactly how it's going to be covered. Yep. Uh, Stu, there has been some. Um the latest development on the, the HPV vaccine. Yeah, uh, the HPV vaccine has been controversial in some areas, l- largely because some states mandate um, people to, uh, to take it. Um, and, you know, some people don't want to take it. So it's been kind of a controversial issue. Um, and because there is some thought that uh, the HPV vaccination could cause cancer in some people, uh, ovarian cancer is one of the uh, big uh, accusations. Uh, one of the big pieces of evidence was a study in a le- totally legitimate journal uh, that came out. Um, and there's a, a recent development that is pretty amazing. Um, here is a guy, it was a study, was, uh, the, the, um, uh, the, the scientist was named Lars Anderson. And he, uh, he put this study through, and it was you know, seemingly accepted and normal. Um, and then this came out today. Um, this, uh, there is no Lars Anderson who fits this individual's description. Uh, I like that guy, this guy's name is almost, it said Peter Anderson, uh, uh, head of the uh, Institute, what was it, Karolinska Institute Press Office. Uh, we do not know his identity, and the name he uses is a pseudonym. We also have no evidence that he has ever been a researcher. So this guy got this fake study um, uh, published. And it was influencing people's policy. People were worried about it. What it turns out, it appears, and we don't know the whole story yet, is it was a guy who just used a fake name, was a fake researcher, turned in a story that, that was a study that was not accurate at all because he was against vaccinations and wanted to influence policy so that the people would think the HPV vaccine was, was bad. Um, That's what they want you to think. Is it, well, I guess it is. Yes, they did. They released it from the yeah. press office. So I think that but, is I mean, it's, it's it. That's that's how that will be dealt with. Yeah. No, I know. You know, it's right. all a conspiracy. Again, like you know, this happens far how too did, often. That how people does it get, get to that point? I know. Well, first of all, it's it's a it's a commentary on science. We talked to uh, um, three uh, two of the three researchers who put in. Do- 
dozens. They came up with dozens of fake studies, yeah. turned them in. I think they got seven published and had four more in the pipeline and three more that may have been published. But this guy wasn't even um, a real person. Yeah, this wasn't even a real person. I mean, it, like, it, they, 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 I mean, the study goes through of how they tried to, or the story goes through how they tried to figure out who this guy was. And they, they, you know, they, they called the place that he said he was from and they had no record of him. I mean, it is like... It is like a really bad one. It shows, first of all, the 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 very much vaunted uh, scientific uh, review process is flawed in many many ways, and it also shows. I think it it puts people when you get your mind made up on something and you think it's the most important thing. I'll, uh, you know, the same totally different scale here, but the the shooting in Pittsburgh. When you get your mind made up that all Jews are super evil and they're all going to come kill us, you wind up acting in really irrational ways. Um, and I think the same thing happens here, where someone who's, you know, look, if you want vaccines or something that you make your own decision on, I mean, but, you know, you know, to me, the very science is very clear on them. Um, but I will say that, you know, if you if this is something that's important to you, you, know, you should be able to make your own choice. And I don't think the government should be mandating these things. Um, but beyond that, it's like if it's something that you believe breaking your principles and lying and creating a fake study to make people come to your um, to your way of thinking no is is completely wrong. I mean, yeah, right, you, you've abandoned them. And the same thing with this Pittsburgh situation. Like, I, you know, it doesn't matter how right you think you are about Jews. You don't go shooting them. You know, you, you could sit there and blab and, and go on your stupid websites and say how bad they are all day long. Uh, it's it's legal in this country. Um, but what time is it? What, yeah, I know. It may not be by the end of the day. Um, and if you keep shooting people, it definitely won't be. Mm-hmm. Um, but, the, you know, the, you have a First Amendment protection here. You can say all the stupid nonsense you want about whatever group you want. Uh, but, you know, that's it's just not the answer. And, I, you know, I, and, and we've said this before, Glenn, when it comes to violence in the street. You've said this in recent um, uh, conversations about how to deal with this. When you say, I, you know, turn the other cheek, and, and that's what's effective, right? When you go and you start fighting, and the, the average person can't tell who the good guy and the bad guy is, is when your side is no longer you know, the, the, the good guy. This is, this is what, one of the things, Stu and I were working on the, the stage show last night, and one of the things is we're going to, we're going to test that. We're going to show that on, on stage. Who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? And prove what we're talking about. It's it's very very powerful. It's very powerful when you see it side by side. You know who the good guy is. You know who the bad guy is. And then look at today's world. Who's a good guy? Who's a bad guy? You don't know. Yeah. Uh, yesterday's poll was canned rhetoric, whether from an official or the media, be blamed for acts of violence. We had a little bit of a of a debate here. Eighteen percent said yes. It can be blamed. Fifty-six percent said no. Twenty-three percent said sometimes. So I didn't know there was a sometimes. I know. I think it depends, wasn't it? Depends. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It, well, it says sometimes here, and then there were three percent that it said other. Explain and comment. Which <laughs> I, I don't know what. So what were all the comments? We don't even know where those comments I, are. I, I don't know. No. We can't read. So we, if you're writing comments, we can't read them. <laughs> we look at the pretty chart. <laughs> uh, today's poll question: How do you feel about brands getting political? And I awful. Just, I didn't I hate it. Yeah, I didn't write it, write this question, but I can tell you for the most part. Now, if it's already like a conservative oh, brand yeah, yeah. or, a, you know, if their cause is already political, well, that's like, For fine. example, there was, a, uh, there was a cereal. Did you see this All Together cereal? Now, no. I happen to be on a lot. Of, I'm, I may subscribe to many junk food websites. No. Uh, it's, it's possible. No. Um, but Kellogg's came out with an All Together cereal which was all of their cereal, all their sugary-ish cereals all sort of mixed together. And the message was that we should let people love how they love. 
Um, we should all accept all, all sexualities and all colors and genders, and we should all be all accepting. We're all Shut together. Shut up, you're making you, cereal. Don't do, I'm not listening to this from Tony the Tiger. Yeah, you've got <laughs> Captain frickin' Crunch. Please. So let us know what you think at The Blaze uh, on Twitter. That is at The Blaze, and we will see you guys tomorrow. And like mini wheats in you're with a, like, you know. With, you're a cereal company. Yeah, just stop it. Stop oh. trying so hard. Like what you're hearing? Become a Blaze Premium subscriber and watch the show anytime, anywhere, live or on demand. Go to theblaze.com slash subscribe and start watching today.